everyone and welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Joy. My name is Joy, I'm the host of this podcast and we have another amazing guest today. And that is the New York Patriot and he's also the uh, podcaster and he's the host of the show The NY Patriot Podcast and also the Spiritual Gangsters Podcast with Teresa. And he loves to talk about conspiracy, spirituality, hidden history, and occultism, and a lot more. (laughs) So I'm really happy that you want to be on my show. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for asking me to come on. The honor is mine. I appreciate when people want to hear what I have to say. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think we got a lot of things uh, in common and uh, a lot of similar interests. And... um, I would really like to start at your interest in magic because yes. you were studying uh, to become a musician. And um, where does this fascination come from? Oh, yes. Very, you know, that's a very good question. A lot of people ask me that. It's like, well, it's like, how did somebody even end up in a secret society, right? Like, how do you get to that point? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I wasn't born into one. So it's like I had to choose to uh, join one. Um, for me... <laughs> For me, like I was telling you earlier, um, I, I mean, I would probably say, I guess 9-11 woke me up to an extent of starting to think that there's something wrong or something is screwed up. Um, real quick, just to even get into that, like I remember when I was, when that happened, I was working. I like specifically can vividly even remember that day because it was so wild. Mm-hmm. I was like working somewhere. We were in a place like a, that wasn't open to the public yet. We were setting up the store and getting it ready. We had the radio playing, and I remember hearing about 9-11 because I think we had Howard Stern on, and he, like, was, like, I think in the middle of the show, he was, like, oh, my God, I just saw something, the plane just crashed into the Twin Towers, something like that. Like, he was, like, seeing it and almost reporting it. I remember that, and I remember listening to the radio a, a lot before I ended up going home after work, and I remember a few times, and even as soon as I got home from work, I remember even seeing on TV them talking to police officers in fire department and them talking about explosions going off in the building. And then by the end of the day, those explosions never happened and they just focused on the planes. And I even remember that day, I was just like, something's wrong here. Something's not adding up because they're not talking about the explosions anymore. So that kind of opened me up to getting into conspiracies. Then eventually... I got heavy into conspiracy theories, and I think, like I was telling you before, maybe because of the people that I watched, it was a lot of um, Cooper, Jordan Maxwell, Michael Tassari, and David Icke, Project Camelot, a lot of the old school people that were out like around 2010 and earlier. I started getting big into them, and a lot of their stuff was kind of based on occultism or secret societies or, you know, uh, hidden government, uh, black government operations that might be being controlled by magicians or, you know, occultism. So I got, I guess, big into that. I believed it, and I, I still do. And uh, at some point, I was just like, you know what? I, I think maybe if I was to try to learn how this stuff works, uh, not that I could be a selfish person or do bad things. It was just more of like... How do I learn how this stuff works so I can stay out of the, the matrix, you know? How do I make sure this stuff uh, doesn't affect me? How can I live the best life that I want without being controlled? You know, and I just kind of wanted to understand the uh, symbolism, the signs. Maybe, like, when I see things, I'll understand there might be manipulation in that. So 
I decided to start learning magic. Um, mm -hmm. One thing I do want to add, too, and I'm not saying this to, like, discourage people from looking into it. It's just another thing that I had noticed, in my opinion, you know, I when I was into the conspiracy theories, I was always chasing who started this secret society, where did it come from. I start chasing all that shit. For one, I don't think we're really ever going to know the truth. I don't think I know the truth about the OTO. I don't think I know the truth how that started. Uh, but when I, I was chasing all those things, all these peoples, all these orders, all this stuff, I still had no idea what magic was. I'm just trying to chase who these people might have started magic uh, societies. But I'm not learning what it really is. So at one point I was just like, this isn't getting me anywhere of understanding magic. I was like, yeah. I'm going to have to start looking into it myself. And I started getting into books and reading books and then started studying books. I bought... I think 13 Lessons in High Magic, too. That's like a well-known book. I started practicing that at home. Did that for a while. And then I was like, uh, like I was telling you, I would start finding contradictions between things. Even, yeah. in, that, even in that book, uh, the 13 Lessons of 12 Lessons in High Magic, they refer back to uh, Liberesh, Crowley's Liberesh. And in my opinion, if I remember correctly, if you go back to Crowley's Liberesh and you look in that book, it's not the same. There is things wrong. So I was like, you know, how am I supposed to be practicing these books if I'm not even sure these things are correct? So I started yeah. thinking, like, I guess the only option I have is probably trying to join one of these things if possible. And then yeah, I... Crowley was the, the founder of the OTO, right? No, no, he wasn't. No. Oh, okay. No, he was a founder. He supposedly, and this is, I even think, is incorrect, too. They say he was supposedly yeah. the founder of the Astrum Argentum. But I don't think he founded that either. I think he, I think that was around before him, and I think they just slapped his name on it. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, eventually, uh, like I said, I, I started to Google secret societies, and uh, they're not as secret as people think they are. Uh, you can easily find them. The OTO, fucking some lodges, camps, and oasises, they have Facebook pages. They got meetup mm -hmm. things. I mean, they are very easy to find. They're not secret online. If you want to just join one, and find one, you can easily do that. If you want to learn what magic is, that may be a completely different story. That will be secret. They are not going to tell you anything about magic. You're going to have to find that on your own. Hmm. So I joined, and uh, I joined the OTO. It wasn't my first choice. I probably would have preferred the Golden Dawn because it was a little bit more scholarly. You know, it was a little bit more like going to school, magic school, uh, probably a grown-up version of Harry Potter is what I had in my mind. Cool, yeah, yeah, that, that's what I had thought too. And I had thought that the OTO was going to be like that as well. Yeah. And when I joined, I found out like it wasn't. You didn't get a mentor. You didn't get anybody who helped teach you or anything. But I was like, all right, uh, I don't have too many options of other places to go. There's There was a lot of people there. So I figured, you know, I'm sure I'll be able to find a few people that I can learn from. And they had classes. They have a thing called the Gnostic Mass, which is like their version of church. They did that a lot. They, um, the lodge I used to go to was very active. They would do classes, history stuff, Gnostic Mass, rituals. There was always something every week going on. So I was like, you know what? This, this might work out for me to like learn from people that are practicing and have already supposedly had results. You know, again... You could just yeah. be a delusional person and think you got results too. That's a whole other story. But, yeah. you know, I had assumed I'm around people who have an idea of what's going yeah. on. I'll stick around. 
And that ended up sticking around for like five years. Yeah, it's a long time. But what is like the mission of the OTO then? Oh. What is their main goal? All right. This all I'll have to say is all theorizing. You know, I can't say uh, anybody's ever told this out of my out of their mouth to me. Um, well, not in the way of them saying this is, you know, this is the, our goal. But there are things that they have said and done in their initiations that make me think it may be. Um, in yeah. my opinion, there's either two things are going to happen if you stay there for the long run. You're either going to catch on to what magic is. And if you stay, you're probably going to end up being somebody who's taking advantage of someone who doesn't know what magic is. That's my opinion. Okay. Because even so as you... Dark, it's, it's like dark. <clears throat> I think, in my opinion, when it comes to the unnamed people that run these things, I do think, in my opinion, the OTO is pretty much used for one to make people not know what magic is. Because um, it's so over-sexualized, mm -hmm. that's going to stop you from having magical experiences. That's just my opinion. If you are grounded in... Like, listen, I'm not vanilla. I'm not a prude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just want to say that first. I'm not some, like, now born-again Christian who doesn't like sex. But I'm just yeah. saying, they, mm -hmm. they, they push it so much that it can easily become a handcuff that's going to keep you grounded to this world. Mm -hmm. They push it way too much. So I started thinking, like, even that was a little weird, but... In my opinion, they do. They want you to not have, not understand what magic is, to on to think you understand magic, which is their version or whatever. And I think they just want to push a liberal mindset, and use possibly use people as guinea pigs for stuff. Wow. Um, they have twelve degrees, thirteen if you count Minerva, which is like a guest degree. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like an honored guest. After the okay. by the fourth one, you're already considered a perfected magician. So then oh, okay. what's, what's five through 12? Yeah. Did you know, you and, the, and the fifth one you have to, and after the fourth degree on, you cannot ask to go up anymore. You can ask to become Minerva. You can ask for first degree. You can ask for second degree. Mm -hmm. You can ask for third degree. You can ask to take fourth degree, but fifth degree on, you have to be tapped on the shoulder and asked to do it. So now that's even telling me there's probably an agenda or they're only asking certain people depending on if you... Uh, I guess, uh, worth something to them somehow. Neither you understand what's going on or maybe you're a good slave. You have to be a narcissist or something. And even <laughs> in the initiations, in my opinion, you will be doing things, in my opinion, this is my opinion, you will be doing things that I think will show to them how willing you are, what are you willing to do to stay here and to move up. I think they keep pushing the envelope to see how far they can make you go with certain things. And even after, uh, after I had taken the second degree, they will tell you a bunch of things that are needed to move up for other degrees. Um, nothing too huge. Some of them are very basic things. Um, but I remembered specifically because I remember when I heard it, my head popped up and I was like, oh... And I was even looking around like, did anybody else hear that? And like, nobody's acting surprised. They said on the seventh or eighth degree, you will be signing over all your property to the OTO. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a cult now. I was like oh, looking around. I was like, oh, okay, I'm in a cult. Like I already thought it was weird and cultish in a way. But like now you just told me at that point I'm actually in a cult. 
And I already knew prior to that I was never staying for a lifetime membership. But when I heard that, I was like, oh, now I know I'm definitely retiring at some point because I am not giving you anything of mine. You know, I don't even want to give you the fucking, you know, dues, the the, the 20 or $40 a month I have to give you in dues to keep this place open. I don't even really want to give you that. I'm not giving you my fucking housing car. Fuck that. Yeah. So So at that point, I knew it was done. Okay. And how many degrees did you have? That I really only because, uh, I mean, I'll claim I at least did the second. But I, only because, like, I try not to get into where I was. Like, specific, <laughs> I do try to keep something secretive because I do think if I if I leave the lodge name out of it and people that I went to, everything else I can say and it's okay. Once I start naming places and specific stuff, unfortunately, people can listen and then go do something. And now their will's being impeded on. And I'm not trying to do that. So, it yeah. keep, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not me who's doing it. Somebody else heard something that came out of my mouth. But, uh, yeah, I was there for five years. Um, I mean, you can start doing the math and probably get an idea of where I might have mm-hmm. been. But I'll say I was at least up to the second degree. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how does I never made it? I never made it to being tapped on the shoulder and asked to go up any higher. I'll put it that way. Okay. Well, that's good yeah, for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and I will even say, even with that, real quick, I don't want to forget that. Another thing that I even had started to notice and even made me think like, okay, this definitely is not a place for me to stay at. Um, I don't know if it happens to the men because I haven't seen too many men with their tops off. At the OTO, the Gnostic Mass, the women are naked at one point. So you will see them without a top on. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of them had uh, that I started noticing that had taken their fifth degree. One of them I knew had just taken their fifth degree a few weeks earlier all of a sudden now has a Rosicrucian cross, a cross carved into the middle of their chest. Wow. And I was like, yo, you motherfuckers are carving people? Like, what is this, Nixium? You're branding people now? That's so crazy. And I was like, nah, that ain't happening. Like, even if it's only done to women, I'm still like, yo, that ain't happening. So, no, I definitely did not make it that far. No. <laughs> No, but I really feel that you're really thinking for yourself anyway. So I think you're not easy to manipulate. So I think at one point you thought like, okay, this is not for me. <laughs> you know what? You know what really got me too? That, that made me start to realize that in the Minerval degree, uh, it's somewhere in the, when you're taking the initiation, they do mention to uh, only trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Just trust yourself. The first degree at the end of it, they say that again and they think they even make you repeat something basically saying like i know i should only trust myself and then in the second degree there is a point where they tell you to like walk up to it's like my opinion it looks like if somebody tried to make a jacuzzi themselves it's like this big huge fucking thing that's just filled with water and lined with tons of bags so it doesn't leak you know it's they made it and put it inside the the lodge you know for the for the initiation um, it, and it's filled with water, like halfway with water. And they tell you to go in and to quench your thirst with that pool of water. Some places it might be something that looks like a big gigantic birdbath, but I think it's supposed to be like almost a big tub looking thing. And they tell you how to drink out of it to quench your thirst. And I'm sitting there like thinking in my head as the girl's telling me what to do and how to do it because you're supposed to like not even put your hand in. You're supposed to like 
It was really weird. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, the way you're telling me to do this is almost like a bird drinking out of a bird bath backwards. I was like, this is, I'm like thinking in my head, this is fucking impossible. So then I asked him again, I was like, wait, say that again. And then they tell me and they tell me how to do it. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, what? And there's two other people next to me on my side. And I'm like, these motherfuckers are going to push me in. So I literally just fell in on my own. And eventually, after the initiation was over, the other people that were doing it go after you, or unless you were the last one, they yeah. pushed the people in. But the, the whole lesson of that is after I fell in, which I think they realized, like, I probably figured out on myself, they still went along with it and were like, see, you can't even trust your siblings. Once you become a member, you can call each other your brother, your sister, your sibling. Uh, if they want to be mm -hmm. binary, I don't know what the fuck you call them. They've made, they made certain things for binary people there, too. It's fucking retarded. Oh, crazy. Oh, yeah. There's certain parts of the Gnostic Mass now non-binary people can play. Well, they are actually the more, more left now than... Yeah, we'll get into that, too. Yeah, okay. There's plenty of stuff for that. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. so they, they, I supposedly fell in, and then they say, you're not supposed to trust your siblings. You're only supposed to trust yourself. Don't mm. trust anybody else. Then after that... They give you a thing and they ask you, it's like this wooden pipe with a big screw on the top and a hole in there. You're supposed to stick your thumb in and twist the thing down until, you know, I guess until you can take it to show your devotion to Horus. And I'm just what? like, yo, this is corny as fuck. So, like, I'm just twisting it enough to where I'm like, okay. And then, you know, they say, they, they take it out, they look at it, they're like, hmm, they're like, not too bad. There's something along those lines. And then they look and show you underneath the wood, there was a hole underneath the piece of wood. They said if you would have stuck your thumb in there, you could have twisted the bolt all the way down and not felt the thing. And they said the moral of that is not everything is as it seems. Mm -hmm. So now you just told me not to trust the people that I'm around and not everything is as it seems. And you just told me in the last two initiations, only trust myself. What the fuck are you trying to tell me? You've just told me three times, three fucking times not to do this. I caught that shit. And I was like, you know what? Something's fucking wrong. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you're going to be so brainwashed, right? You don't know what to think anymore. Mm -hmm. But is this like a meeting that you do this? or uh, The initiations, they're, well, no, I mean... It's a meeting, yes, but like, all right, if I was, when I took the Minerval degree, mm -hmm. only people, they'll announce it, they'll have it on the calendar, they'll say, you know, Minerval degree initiations this day. If you're a Minerval or higher, you can go. Same thing with the first degree. If you're a first degree member, you can go. Obviously, if you're before that, or if you're a third degree member, you can't go to a fifth degree initiation mm -hmm. because then you'll see what's happening. You know what I'm saying? So as long as you're that, that degree and up, you can go and... For the most part, initiate degrees, a lot of people show up to that. Uh, it's more than the average for like a class or a Gnostic mass. It is a big to-do. They have food. Um, I can tell you from my experience, in the first degree, you have to get naked. You will have to take your clothes off to continue doing the initiation. That oh, one, crazy. that one. if there's any females going for the first degree, I will tell you right now, it will be fucking packed. Because all those fucking creeps want to try to catch a glimpse. Yeah. Well, even though it's basically completely in the dark and you can't see anything anyway, it's like literally one candle 
I think the people running the initiation are the only ones that can see you naked. Because when I took it, I was on the side watching the other people go after me. It's so dark you see a silhouette. But still, still, the first degree, they were, they were capable of getting you to take off your clothes, put a fucking rope around your neck, and have somebody walk you around the fucking lodge with it. No. I said, now, if, if, if you just oh think, God. if you this stop... If you stop thinking about how cool this is, and oh, I'm in a secret society doing an initiation, and if you happen to just think about, like if I was looking down on that room and seeing what's going on with no context, I look like a fucking dog. I look yeah. like a naked slave right now. And I started to realize that shit. But yeah, if, if, during the first degree, that was definitely off. Oh, there's any women doing it, fucking place would be packed. <laughs> I never even went to him because of that reason. I took the first degree, but never went to go watch somebody else's because I always felt like, you know, it was always just a creep show for fucking creeps. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but did you learn anything there? What is that? Oh, your yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I could say I learned specifically. I learned probably how to do their rituals, correct? I, regardless if it's a, uh, or the Golden Dawn. That's like another thing I wanted to say real quick. You know, people hear of the lesser banishing ritual, the pentagram, the hexagram, uh, a lot of rituals or like the Enochian magic and all that stuff. Crowley did not make those. Those are just rituals that he used. He created the, the ruby, star ruby, reguli, maybe one or two other things, but all those other rituals he did not create. The Golden Dawn used those first. You know, and that was the whole big thing with Crowley that got him famous. He was in the Golden Dawn. He left, and then he published their shit. You know, again, and technically a whistleblower, which I think is funny. The OTO kicked me out for doing the same thing. It's like, well, your Lord and Savior did it himself. So what the fuck is the problem with me doing? Yeah. But, but basically, he left the OT, he left the Golden Dawn, started the OT, uh, took over the OTO at some point because it was given to him. But he published all those things. He did not make those those. Uh, Rituals. I just want people to understand that. A lot of people seem to think he wrote all that shit. No, he did not. Yeah, I was thinking that too, yeah. Yeah, no, no, he did not. <laughs> but uh, we, he, we, I learned how to use those things probably correctly to a sense. Um, I learned a lot of Kabbalah. That mm. was the main thing that I was very interested in. I still study it today. I mean, I don't practice magic. I don't set up the rituals. I don't do all that stuff. I do do meditations, and I do still study the Kabbalah for sure. I'd probably always be interested in the Kabbalah, but um, that's probably the biggest thing I learned out of going to the OTO is Kabbalah, planetary magic, and probably, I hate to say it, it was a really good learning experience of what will stop you from having magic, uh, magical experiences. Really, mm -hmm. the best thing out of it probably was learning about who I don't want to be mm -hmm. and things I don't want to be about. Honestly, the OTO probably helped me the most with that. Yeah. Not to sound cheesy, but like it really. Yeah, did. but it's I, true. Yeah, of course. I think it's uh, it, it's really good that um, yeah that you stopped eventually because otherwise I think you were going crazy. Yeah, and I'll I'll even get into like real quick why I left because I think you'll find this interesting. And this goes back to the whole liberal yeah. thing again. First off, I thought it was weird that as soon as the scamdemic happened. They mm -hmm. crumbled exactly with whatever the CDC here said. Really? So as soon as they said that uh, places like, should close, they closed. But, oh. yet, but yet the church down the block from me yeah. 
Yeah, they were gangsters. They thought like whatever. Jesus, Jesus is open, but Horace is scared. What the wow. fuck is going on here? You know, this this gangster with a spear and his one eye of sight is too fucking afraid to open up the doors, but Mr. Loving Jesus is still there for people. I was like, yeah. there's something fucking wrong here. I just thought that was really weird. Then, eventually, fast forward, I had already left. Or, yeah, I had already left, but was still getting emails for shit for some things. Mm -hmm. um, they even started recommending that you had to be, once they eventually opened the back up, you had to be masked and you, and if, uh, and then eventually they took the masks away, but you had to be vaccinated. Oh, yeah, of course. So yeah. now the only yeah. way you can even walk inside the OTO now is if you get jabbed. Yeah. Fucking so insane. Prior to that. helped you to stop. Yeah. Prior to that, they started doing Zoom meetings. As soon as the CDC told them that they should close, they started doing Zoom meetings. I had already stopped going to any of their stuff probably six to eight months prior because I was not really comfortable going there anymore. I really, there was only like two or three people I was kind of friends with. To me, it wasn't worth the drive and going to just see one or two people that I thought were cool. And like I said, I was just already getting weird vibes just from the stuff that I've experienced. And I will say, just from my experience at that lodge, I can't tell you that all of them are like this, but that lodge that I was at, it was very left-leaning. There was open socialist and open communist there. There was a lot of people that were doctors, teachers, lawyers, people involved with immigration. You know, there were people, too, that were in, you know, areas that they can push their mindset in as well. Yeah. You know, so, like, that made me uncomfortable. And then um, I was like, you know what? I, I'll do some of the Zoom meetings. I don't have to show up. I can lay on the couch, smoke a joint, turn off my camera, just leave the headphones in. I'll just listen and, like... I almost still felt bad that I wasn't involved. Like mm -hmm. I had this like little bit inside of me that was like, oh, you're a member, you should do something. So then I was like, fuck it, I'll, I'll go to these Zoom meetings, I'll listen to this yeah. stupid shit. Without the camera on. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm laying on the couch listening and uh, yeah, there was like a couple of readings. I think they did the Book of the Law. I listened to some of those. And then uh, one day I got an email and this blew my mind. I was like, yo. Did I really get an email about this? George Floyd. Oh, BLM, yeah. Because of what happened with George Floyd, we're going to have a, uh, a meeting, uh, if you want, and uh, we'll all talk about uh, how we feel about this situation. And I was just like, <laughs> no, really? I was like, yo, am I really reading this correctly? I'm like, wow. I'm like, yo, I, got, I have to go to this one. Just yeah, to see oh what God. these motherfuckers are saying. <laughs> so yeah, just, I'll, I'll be totally honest, I'm a dick. I totally went on there just so I could hear what kind of silly shit was going to come out of people's mouths. And holy yeah. crap, I'm glad I did because that was actually the last time I ever associated with the OTO. Wow. They, they started going into the whole racism thing, the cops, all mm -hmm. that stuff. Oh, you know, hold on one second. I'm going to close my window. They're doing like work. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, with the uh, – <laughs> so I went on that meeting. And they were talking about the whole thing with George Floyd, racism – uh, the cops, you know, they hate cops. Uh, they're the most evilest people in the world, which I, I do get. I do think, you know, cops are, can be fucked up and whatever. Not going to get into all that, but they were very much pushing the whole racism thing. And then they, they it was practically like a little kumbaya. They started then to go around the circle of the people there. And if you've had any experiences of racism, let people, you know, we'll talk about it so we can feel better. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
Yeah, also yeah. the LGBTQ, all of that, right? Oh, that's that's even another thing too that I noticed too is that you know the OTO is only supposed to have an opinion on the OTO, and that is it. We are only supposed to have an opinion about magic. Then why the fuck is there people from our lodge going to the gay pride parade holding an OTO fucking uh, rainbow banner? That has nothing to do with magic. No. You're going to an LBTQXYZ fucking parade with a huge fucking banner. That you're beyond magic at this point. Now you're actually involved in thoughts, you know, uh, mindsets. Yeah. But, you know, that's a whole other thing. But uh, during that last, that last thing that I went on, um, one of them, when it got to one of them, he was, a, he was a lawyer and he was there. He was higher up. He had been there for a while. It was kind of somebody that I made the mistake of putting on a pedestal. Unfortunately, that's another thing that people shouldn't do. They go into these things and they put people up on pedestals. That's the wrong thing to do. He started going on about how if uh, Antifa was to be deemed a terrorist, domestic terrorist, our constitution just went out the window. Uh, they are the good guys, blah, blah, blah. They were just going on about Antifa and BLM and pushing it and then asking if anybody would be interested in maybe getting together for protesting. And I was like, yo, you guys are pushing far left shit. Yeah. I was like, no way. I was like, this is all, this is all just a fucking psyop with you guys. Like, cause like I was saying before, they're also very, they play very much into the sexual shit. They play very much into, they played into the binary and all those fucking names. And you know, like the Gnostic mass is a thing, basically it is watching church of energies moving around and doing stuff. There is no non-energy thing. You know what I'm saying? You have to be neither male or fucking female because that's what you're being shown. Male energy and female energy, but they played into some non-binary fucking, uh, I want to call myself a unicorn penguin fucking thing. It just makes no sense. It literally makes no fucking sense if you want to watch the Gnostic Mass. That person is supposed to be something. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. So I had realized that, you know, and then I was saying there's even people that I, I was friends with on Facebook that their fucking picture of themselves, they had socialist or communist written on the bottom of their picture. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I can't. I was like, it's so obvious to me now that this shit is playing into got, the left. They they're pushing the jab, COVID. Right? Huh? They got yeah, the they're pushing the jab. Mm -hmm. They're following the CDC. They're promoting BLM and Antifa. I was like, yo, this is just not for me. And I was like, that's the last draw. That's when I realized. I was like, this is not about magic. This is all about pushing a leftist ideology, I think. My opinion. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So actually, they're working together with the government. I, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were definitely okay with uh, listening to them. <laughs> but then yet they'll turn around and talk bad about the cops. But yet the government, who were... Yeah, it's almost the same shit, really. They just don't have guns. Yeah. <laughs> Still telling you what to do. Oh, but now you're really specialized in uh, Kabbalah, right? Yes. And that is uh, a Jewish wisdom? Yeah, I would say it's like uh, Jewish it, mysticism. Yeah. It's like I mean, more deeper uh, deeper meaning, right? Of the. Yeah, of the I mean, I know... You know, it all depends, too, on, like, which one you're getting into. Like, the Hermetic Kabbalah is much more kind of, like, focused and uh, associated with, like, magical stuff. Um, like, if you just took the, the Jewish Kabbalah on its own, 
they're probably not going to get into, oh, well, this sphere is associated with Saturn or Mars and this stone and that. They're probably not going to get into that. It's more of just the actual, like, writings and thoughts. But the Hermetic Kabbalah, you start, like, adding all these things associated with the tree. And that's mm -hmm. what I got big into. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what, that what is I can imagine. So what, is, what is, like, um, the biggest lesson you got from the Kabbalah? What is, like... Maybe the top three lessons. My opinion, my existence. I think the Kabbalah can show you how you've been brought into existence, how you can leave mm. the flesh. In my opinion, you can break out of the matrix. Uh, three things. Uh, and honestly, I think after studying the Kabbalah and having magical effects, unfortunately, I'll probably have to say I probably have uh, my idea of reality. I've been lied to. Mm. I'll put it that way. Or I've been duped into believing something that isn't true. Neither I did it to myself or somehow it happened. But I think the Kabbalah helped me realize that as well. Yeah. You know, or realize that there is something else besides the flesh world out there. There is a spirit world that we are all, uh, we are all pr uh, able and privileged to experience. We just may not know how to do it yet. Mm -hmm. I do think I have learned that, my opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Were you always this open-minded also when you were a child? Or? You know, I, I think that might have something to do with it, too. When I was a child, um, you know, and because of my, my parents, too, even though they were Catholic, or I'd really say more of Christian, um, they still believed in the possibility of ghosts. Well, my parents both believed the house may have been haunted because it really was kind of like there would be like weird, creepy things that would go on. You'd see shadows or my mom would think the cat's rubbing against the leg and the cat isn't there. You know, weird shit like that. Noises, stuff. And uh, I had always believed that even both my parents believed that it might quite possibly be possible that aliens exist or something exists other than this planet. So I guess as a child growing up, I was already like kind of like into the whole mindset of like, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff out there that I don't know about and I can't see that may exist. So I guess that helped keep me open minded about stuff, you know, mm -hmm. like I even remember as a child, like even thinking like, you know, that my the car stereo is picking up something I can't see, but I know it's there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, even as a kid, I had assumed, like, well, you know, God or whatever things exist, you just may not be able to see it, but it's there. So that probably helped, too, believing stuff like that at a young age for magic, you know? So I yeah. think all of that might have even have had an impact on to where I got or where I went, you know, all those little yeah. things. Yeah, and did you have, like, a spiritual awakening? Like, you have, like, or did it happen, like, gradually? Like in your, maybe in your 20s or when did it happen? Whew, spiritual awakening. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess I've had smaller ones here and there. Uh, I mean, there was times in my, probably my mid 20s where I did start getting into meditation on my own and not practicing magic yet. Um, mm. There were times there that like, yes, my life had changed and like um, I might have had spiritual awakenings. I guess in the sense of like uh, maybe like changing myself or getting rid of habits or just accomplishing mm -hmm. things or um, just having a very peaceful moment. You know, like maybe I shut off uh, instead of a hundred voices going on in my head, maybe I only have 10, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like more peaceful. Like I've had experiences like that where I guess I could say like that was a spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that once I got into magic, and started having seriously magical experiences. 
it's kind of hard to say other things were spiritual experiences because nothing's going to, for me, nothing can even come close to the experiences I had in magic. So now it almost makes them look like mm-hmm. a, a nothing. But um, I had spiritual experiences, I guess you can say, prior to, but um, really I'd have to say the biggest ones were probably why I was actually practicing magic for me. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. I mean, I, I did have experiences where, I mean, I do believe... Uh, you know, I do believe you can actually separate your soul from the flesh. And that was oh. pretty spiritual for me. <laughs> that was a spiritual mm-hmm. awakening. That was the awakening that I had when I was like, fuck, I've been lied to or I've actually misunderstood um, my reality. Yeah. But did so you it, can know be a hard, it can be a hard one to deal with as well. Oh, yeah. For me also. Like, I actually, before like the pandemic happened, I was already really into spirituality. But when the pandemic happened, I was like, Oh my God, this is not right, you know? Oh, yeah. And then I was going into the rabbit hole and then I find like a lot of things, you know, also a lot of scary things that I was like, oh my God, this world is so fucked up, you know? And uh, also like a lot of movies who are like fiction is actually nonfiction, you know? Mm, Stranger Things things isn't too strange. No. And also the movie of the Matrix, of course, is really oh, classic. Yeah. But I was I was watching it again when the pandemic happened, and then I was like, oh my god, this is like so good and so real, you know? Oh, you know, I could probably say it might be a, I guess in a sense it could be a spiritual experience or something. But after I had left the OTO and I guess kind of started paying attention to like the TV and the news a little bit again. You know, I was very kind of like off in my own world and was just more about magic. I really wasn't even to listening to conspiracy stuff anymore. I was just focused on practicing magic. When I had left, and I started putting the TV on again more often. With, with COVID and the 2020 elections, I was just like, yo, magic or symbolism or occultism, I was like, it is fucking glaring in our faces right now. And I was like, this stuff is being used on us so much i was like how did i not notice this why i was practicing myself you know here again i i joined because i wanted to be able to see the bullshit in the world and stay out of it and now i have this magical experience and i'm realizing how much of it is in my face and i didn't notice before so that in itself was kind of like a spiritual awakening and what i was what made me be like yo i gotta fucking start a podcast and start saying mm-hmm. something about this shit because it is it is blatantly in our faces and controlling us you know, down to BLM and Antifa and all the riots. I was just like, this is all a magical fucking thing. I was like, this is insane. And I yeah. guess I could say that was a little bit of a spiritual awakening because that's what spurred me to start my show. Yeah, that's really good. And also the election, right? It was so crazy. With Biden. Oh, yeah. And It was you know, like so obvious, you know, but yeah, it was really hard to explain because um, I'm from the Netherlands and then a lot of people hate Trump. And I was like... <laughs> How can I explain this? Because the news is like always hating Trump. So, you know, I, I understand, you know, if you turn on a TV, you know, it's all about uh, Trump is an asshole, whatever. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I understand. But if you really know what's happening, then, oh, my God, it was crazy, crazy times. <laughs> oh, well, he's I, I hate to say it, but I mean, I think he was that was his uh, that was his role for those four years. It was just to be mm-hmm. the fool or the asshole anyway. But yeah. uh, I did notice, and uh, I, I'm not, I don't know, actually, I have no idea what your political ideology is or what you, what you think, mm-hmm. but 
my opinion, I, I did, and, and it's funny how it even fooled me at first. My opinion, mm -hmm. when I started seeing how much I thought magic was being used in politics, it was, to me, it was glaring from the left during the 2020 election. Mm -hmm. Even down to the D20, the whole fucking logo. So, like, I saw it glaring and totally obvious from the left. But I will tell you right now, the right has their own way of doing it, and they are no different. I'm just, yeah, I'm just they're saying. collaborating. Yes, they, that bird, our bird is not going to fly anywhere unless both wings flap together. Yeah. It's not going to yeah. go anywhere if just the right wing flaps or if the left wing flaps. It needs mm -hmm. both wings playing along together to get anywhere. It's all yeah. a fucking play. It's, you know, it's Shakespeare. That's what we're watching. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, like a good movie, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. It's but like it's the like, best eight-time soap yeah. opera you could ever watch. Yeah, it's true. But it's so crazy that a lot of people also thought, like, Trump is going to save us and trust the plan and that kind of stuff. And it was, you know, first I was really, like, into it. I was like, oh, oh my so God. Was I. I, got, I got hooked on that. Trump and then I going to save us, you know, he's, he's the right guy. And then I was like, you have to take your own responsibility in the end of the day, right? It's It's all you. You are always the problem in the end of the day. So you have to work on yourself. And that's what I realized later. But before I was like, oh, yeah, Trump is the safer. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I will say he may have been the lesser of both, the lesser of both, you know, to choose from. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sure our gas may not have been as expensive and we probably wouldn't have sent as much money to Ukraine, even though I don't think it really went there. Or if it did go there, it came back here anyway, mm -hmm. just in other ways. But, you know, that may have been different. But honestly, to be totally honest with you, there, I don't think there's a fucking difference. They're both going to screw us somehow. They both have an agenda. It doesn't matter. I mean, at this point, looking at 2016, the left has said that the, the election was stolen. 2020, the election was stolen from the right. How do we even justify voting if both sides in the last two elections have claimed voter fraud? Yeah. I mean, think about that. This is all just mm -hmm. to get people fucking stirred up and excited. I can't even imagine in two years from now when they, the next election, what is that even going to be like? Look at the, what fucking happened in 2020. Yeah. It's going to be a shit That's show. I guarantee you the last year before the election, they're going to turn that shit up and it's going to be the biggest shit show psyop I've ever seen. I really do think. Yeah, I think, I think so too. But in the Netherlands, it's the same. There's like one guy and he's really tried to, um, he's like the Trump of the Netherlands, you know, and he's really funny because he's also really uh, against all the Corona rules and that kind of stuff. So that's really nice. Oh, that's good. But, um, but he's actually the only one that does that. So that's why I was voting for him, but it doesn't matter who you vote for, of course. But I was like, okay, I'm just going to do something, you know? And, uh, because that's why I'm following him. And, um, See, at, and least he's, he's, at least he's better than Trump because Trump pushes the vaccine. He's yeah, before. But, yeah, it was also like, really <laughs> fascinating. It was like, what are you doing? You know? Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, but... And people are like, oh, it, it had to be that way. He's doing it for a reason. I mean, did these people will just... Whatever. I, don't, I didn't understand. QAnon, that fucking horrible mm -hmm. psyop in itself... Has yeah. pushed people to be like, I mean, this is what blew my mind and how I think this shows you that there's magic from both sides. When mm -hmm. shit was getting crazy around 2020, you had the right conspiracy theorists okay with martial law. 
thinking that that's what was going to solve something. I have never once until 2020 ever heard a conspiracy theorist say that martial law is a good idea. So somehow we think the government t t using martial law is okay now, if you're a QAnon fan. That makes no fucking sense whatsoever. And, uh, oh, fuck, what else was I going to say? Yeah, I forgot my train of thought. But unfortunately, I, I do think QAnon, oh, the whole jab. There's people oh, yeah. out there thinking that, oh, well, he pushed the jab so then we can see the millions of people die and get fucked up from it so we know the government's corrupt. You're literally justifying Trump pushing the jab and killing people to show us it's fucked up. That's the best way he can do it is by push it through, let people get fucked up, die, get sick so he can prove to us it's no good. That makes sense to you and you're okay with somebody doing that. Instead of me coming out and saying it's no good, I'm just going to let millions of people die to prove to you. That's fucking insane. What the fuck is wrong with people? But yeah. magic will make you think that shit. Yeah. You will lie to yourself even though it makes no sense because you want to believe it. You're looking yeah. at a screen, seeing somebody for 15, 20 minutes, maybe Trump an hour because he loves to talk. You're seeing somebody on a screen for an hour out of 23 hours, out of 24 hours, and you think you know that person. You constructed a fucking friendship with somebody who doesn't know you exist. Mm -hmm. When that person's speaking, you're not in their head. You don't know what they mean, but you sit there because you like the person. You make up what they're saying to mean whatever you like it to mean. Technically, in all actuality, when it really comes down to it, people are playing God. They're looking at the TV. They're looking at an image and creating that person in the image they would like. And when you do that, it is false because it's not real. So now you start believing false ideas you created because you wanted to enjoy those thoughts about the person you're looking at. None of it's real. You created yeah. it yourself and you believed it. That's fucking yeah. magic. That's how magic is used. Yeah, I believe that too. It's like people think when somebody is wearing a suit, then it's like, oh my God, I have to trust him because he's wearing a suit. Uh -huh. Or if, uh, for a doctor, if they, if, if they were wearing like the white jackets, then it's like, oh my God, I can trust him. But oh, they know what the they're talking about. Like the, the pharmaceutical industry is like also so fucked up, you know, because, you know, I work with frequencies, for example, and that can fix a lot of st things in your body. And oh, that's interesting. That's like, that's like so crazy that the medical industry is not working with energy. We are 99% energy and we don't work with that. So yep. what are they doing, you know? And that's what also opened my eyes about, for example, medicine and that have so many side effects and the number one death cause is, is medicine and doctors. Like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, so you're still trusting these people, but yeah, of course we need some doctors, but I think, um, we need more holistic doctors in the world. Oh, I, I definitely believe that. That's really interesting. And I totally believe when it comes down to, because you said all we are is energy. That's my opinion, mm -hmm. too. We're just electricity stuck in a flesh suit. Uh, I do believe that just like magic works with certain vibrations of, you know, mm -hmm. will make you act and think certain ways. There is also the opposite where you can use that stuff, I think, for beneficial stuff. I do think it's possible that people can actually heal themselves with certain vibrations. So I totally agree with you on that. I think that's even more proof that magic is real. Is that stuff. And that's exactly how I think magic works. It all sound and vibrations. I mean, that's all our existence is. 
-hmm. You know, this table, it sounds fucking hard, but all it is is just a dense vibration. Yeah, true. It's, there's these, these things are not, these atoms are actually not connected. They're just so fucking close to each other. They look like it's a fucking solid table. You know what I'm getting at? Like, yeah, all we are is vibrational energy. Color, that's all that is. It is a visual uh, visual uh, byproduct of sound and vibration. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, everything really comes down to that shit. So I totally believe that that's what magic is, really, is harnessing mm -hmm. that shit and being able to mm -hmm. use it to control it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, in a, in a bad way and in a good way, of course. Yes, exactly. It's a double-edged sword, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. You're right. And what do you do for um, to stay connected to yourself and listen to your inner voice more? You meditate, right? Yeah, and meditation. I, I think that's really all I, I will do now. I, I don't think, and this is just from, from my experiences with magic and stuff, and, you know, I used to, I used to, when I used to practice and was really big into it, I mean, it was a big deal for me. Uh, you know, every morning and every night, at least I would meditate. But when it came down to ritual stuff, like I would take, if I was going to do a ritual, for one, I would make sure I would go by the phase of the moon. You know, is it waxing and waning? Uh, what planetary day or hour do I want to work with? You know, do I, is this something that fits with Mercury? If so, just using Mercury mm -hmm. as an example, well, then I got to do it on a Wednesday. And then if I really want to make sure I get the most bang for my buck, I got to look up the planetary hour of Mercury and do it on that hour. So, like, I would have all that set up beforehand. I would take a, a, a ritual bath. I would meditate in the ritual bath. I would add, like, sometimes herbs or certain oils. I would toll salt, salt mm -hmm. in there. I would do all that. I'd spend a half hour taking a ritual bath, and I'd throw my fucking robe on. I'd go set up my altar. I'd have the candles, the herbs, the salt water, all that shit, my own incense. I would have a certain maybe altar cloth, depending on what I'm doing. I may even be wearing something on my robe, a different color. I would even go to the extent of changing the light bulbs in the living room that I was using and putting certain colored light bulbs in there, oh, certain cool. colored fucking candles. I mean, I went, I was totally extra and over the top. I would do all that stuff. I would do my rituals, my invoking or banishing. Then I would meditate again during the ritual. Then I would close it off, possibly meditate again after the fact. But like, it was a long, drawn out, probably hour and a half process with everything done to do a ritual that now, in my opinion, for me, just for me, uh, I don't need to do all that stuff. I could just sit down, close my eyes, meditate, and go into a deep meditation to where I can get the same experience I was doing with all that fucking crap that I don't need anymore. Mm -hmm. And I had even said, and you know, same thing as my co-host uh, Lux on the Occult Rejects that I also have, he had even the same thing that I wondered, are these rituals that we're learning, how do we know that they're not putting us in a bad position already or not putting, you know, they, maybe they're putting us in a position that may not be the best. You know, how do, how do we know, not know that? I was like, because I can get magical effects without doing them. So who's to say that they're actually needed? Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I stopped doing that, and now um, I, I do meditate. Um, I do also kind of like not control meditate, but, you know, uh, from my experience, any time I've ever had a magical experience and I thought I left the flesh. You know, where I thought I went into the spirit world and I was not here. After like the first or second time, maybe the first time I didn't totally do it. Maybe it was more of astral travel. I don't know. Maybe I didn't remember or notice. 
But after that, at least after the first time, every time I've ever had a magical experience, I saw the same thing happen in my mind. And I would see it would get really dark. I would get this thing that looks like an eclipse. It would show up in my mind's eye. It would be pitch black. It would look like an eclipse. And then the bottom of it would start to fill up and actually starts to look like instead of a moon waxing or waning left to right, it's doing it from bottom to top. Kind of like the moon that's on the top of Isis or Toth. It doesn't, it's not the right way, but maybe it is the right way if it wants to show you something else. It starts yeah. to open up from the bottom to top and then bam, when that circle turns totally filled with white, I have gone somewhere else and I am no longer here. I will take myself now up to seeing that eclipse, but I do not go any farther. So you also and, have these out-of-body experiences. Yeah, well, that's what, when I, if I, from my experience, if I let that eclipse-looking thing fill up to complete whiteness, it's mm -hmm. like it explodes, all the darkness goes away, and then it, I'm like somewhere else in a completely sci-fi, different world, totally different experience. I have never let myself really get to that point anymore. I will go into a deep meditation to where I'll get the eclipse and maybe I'll get some like color bursts on the sides and maybe some spiral shit coming out of it. But I never let it open up anymore because that is when uh, my opinion, not knocking magic in that sense. But for me, um, those experiences, one can take a toll on you mentally for a little bit after the fact. I've had physical problems also after the fact and oh three in my opinion this is the part that sucks is that i do think you can be an asshole and have these experiences you're going to have and i hate to download just my experience whenever i have you know let the eclipse go when i've gone somewhere else when i come back and open my eyes i hate the, the download phrase it sounds so cheesy or i'm getting a download but it's almost as if I get this fluttering of information, yeah. this fluttering of ideas and knowledge. Mm -hmm. And that I can see that if you were to be a very selfish, screwed up individual, you can start using that stuff to control others and manipulate others for your own benefit. Mm -hmm. And I had just assumed by odds and percentages, the more I keep doing this, the more I have a chance of falling on that asshole side. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I was like, maybe I shouldn't fuck with this as often. And I will also be honest, the experience, very addictive. Mm -hmm. I was yeah, like, wow. I was like, this was better than any drug or sex I've ever had. Mm -hmm. I'll be totally honest. Yeah. So it could be very addictive. And I even caught that. And I was like, if I keep fucking with this shit, I'm going to end up as burnt out as like Kanye West and Joe Biden. And you know, nobody like, wants to end up like them. Yeah, I'll, no. be, I'll be fucking mumbling and nobody will have an idea of what I was talking about <laughs> because yeah. I'm so disconnected from this world. I'm not going to make any sense to normal people. So that yeah. was just even another thing. I was like, this isn't something I think I can keep fucking with a lot. I'll, mm -hmm. Like I said, I'll take myself to a spot where, you know, when I see the eclipse, I do think I will get some fluttering, some inspiration uh, it's kind of like an experience of me be, being close to God still. Like, it's still a wonderful experience. It's yeah, just course, that yeah. full force of what I could take it to, you know? Yeah, I understand. I, I feel the same, actually, because I was doing the hemi-sync meditation. 
Like, well, that's yeah. that's yeah. what in my opinion. That's what magic is: is that you need to hemi-sync your brain. That's yeah. even. I'll even get into it not too much, but I'll, I'll just say this: sex mm -hmm. magic. If you yeah. actually really understand what sex magic is, again, that's yeah. another psyop, another psyop, yeah. and I think the OTO pushes it real hard again, so you don't know what real magic is. What's going on inside of your actual physical head and body when you have a magical effect can be described sexually, but there is no sex going on at all. You're popping open your pineal gland and you are shooting that light, which looks like the Washington Monument, going down the middle of your brain because your brain is now hemi-synced. You have brought all the energy to the middle and you pop open your pineal gland and you go somewhere else. So if you think about it, you're going to have this tunnel, this tube down the middle of your head, and some phallic-looking thing going down it. There's yeah. no fucking. You're just shooting light down the middle of your head. Yeah. But who wants to say that? Yeah, of course. You'll sound crazy, or maybe you'll be telling people too much. So we'll say it in a sexual way, and people will take it the wrong way, and they'll run with sex and actually never know that it's something else going on inside your head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really I want to stress that yeah. the hemi-sinking has a lot to do with what sex magic is. Yeah, well, I think also like spiritual um, energy is actually, actually sexual energy, right? So I really feel that. But um, when I was doing the hemi-sink meditation, I was really close to out-of-body experience. Oh, but I was, I was on like... Um, on this point that I have to let it go, but I was just so scared, you know, I don't know, but yeah, it's really well, interesting. Not, I think if you stay scared, you probably won't get certain results anyway. No, no, no. But the last, the last time I was, I was really close to it and yeah, that was a really deep uh, meditation, but still not there at, at the out of body experience, but how far yeah, did I know you get me. in the tapes, if you don't mind me asking. Uh, to the end. Oh, see, I only did the first three, and after the after mm -hmm. the third one, I already knew what was going on. Like, in mm -hmm. my opinion, I could t like I definitely, and I'm not promoting it. I definitely think that shit works for mm -hmm. sure. Because I started to. This is what it was. I started to actually feel the same feelings I would have before I would slip out, in my opinion, and, and go out into the abyss. I started mm -hmm. feeling that happen a lot faster listening to those tapes let's say i had to first off years and years and years and years of meditation already but mm -hmm. let's say like i wanted to get to that point it might have taken me kind of a long time meditating getting to that point where everything shut off you know that could take a bit during your meditation to get to that point mm -hmm. those hemi-sync tapes bring you there a lot faster and it's because mm -hmm. i do believe the vibrations the, the, the hemi sinking the different tone in one side a different tone in yeah. the other side they'll sync up in the middle of your brain as a different frequency mm -hmm. those tapes understand that or whoever the monroe institute that shit i do believe does work and will take you out there if you're if you go mm -hmm. for it i just have to practice more yeah like i would even notice some um, like an experience that I would have on, you know, in my own magic before the gateway experiences. Um, like I can literally feel like the energy almost rise up my body. And it's like, mm -hmm. uh, like it was almost as if 
let's say it was like leaving my feet and going up my legs. It was as if like mm -hmm. when the energy was moving, that part of my body that it left did not exist anymore. And I would feel it until basically it came up to my head and then I'd start to see all that other shit in my mind's eye and then that I would blast off. With the gateway tapes, that happened very quickly. I started noticing I was able to pull that energy and go straight up into my head very mm -hmm. fast. I hardly had to concentrate. It was just very weird. I noticed a lot of things that normally would be a lot harder to do and take a lot more practice at happened very easily with the gateway tapes. So I was mm -hmm. like, damn, this shit is on point, I thought. So I, and I only got up to tape three because I was like already convinced the shit works. I don't need to go any farther. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so interesting. I just have to do it more and train like, uh, like going to the gym, right? It's, it's, it's the same yeah. with meditation. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> mm. And you were also talking about the moon and I think it's also a really interesting subject. Um, because when there's full moon, I'm really sensitive, you know, I'm really like, um, feel connected to the moon, but what do you think the NASA is, um, Oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> we're going really deep, maybe, but what is the NASA hiding there? What do you think? NASA, I mean, my total opinion, I think NASA is just a, uh, it's a magical cult, magical slash cult operation. Everything is a cult, actually, right? The government is a cult. Well, NASA you know, is cult. this is hard to get into only because... You know, a lot of stuff with NASA, I do think really it's a lot of occult symbolism. I think it's a kind of basically an organization to study magic. But then the thing is, too, mm -hmm. is that when me and my co-host Lux have covered other topics, all right, like the Skinwalker Ranch. I don't know if mm -hmm. you've ever heard of Skinwalker Ranch. No. That's in Utah, supposedly. They think there's a portal there. There's a TV show about it. They think there's fucking mm -hmm. UFOs, aliens, cattle mutilations, all this wild, crazy stuff going on over there. But the uh, NASA's involved. You know what I'm saying? The guy, a guy who owned the ranch at one point um, with the Robert Bigelow, he's connected to the International Space Station. He makes stuff that Elon Musk, he makes for $52 million, you can buy this fucking contraption that will attach to Elon Musk's rocket and you can go stay on Mars for 90 days. Oh. $52 million, supposedly. So, like, you have somebody now who had owned Skinwalker Ranch, was involved with NASA, and mm -hmm. NASA people have gone there. They have studied it. A-tip documents, A-tip thing was formed. So now you have NASA looking at that. But then that ties into Mormons. Because mm -hmm. all the people before that were also Mormon that owned that ranch. And the person who owns it now and is on TV is Mormon. Joseph Smith was a Mormon. He started... Mormonism. So now in, in, in Skinwalker Ranch, us covering Skinwalker Ranch, we came across NASA being very involved. And now when we just finished covering the Finders cult, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. That's old as shit. That's from like the 80s. It's like these guys got busted driving around with these kids in a van. It screwed up, messed up story. Mm -hmm. the, the CIA, the feds were investigating them. And then eventually, it's even in the feds documents. You can read it if you want to read the FBI documents. The CIA told them, we're involved in this and you need to stop. And when you're investigating that, a lot of the people that were associated with the cult were also associated with NASA. What does NASA have to do with cults? Yeah. 
So now you have to start wondering, well, besides the magic, in my opinion, that they're about, now I'm finding cults tied to it. So with your question with NASA, you know, that could be a very broad, who the fuck knows now, because I never really started noticing. It's just really weird. But in my opinion, NASA is a, it's almost a Hollywood psyop. They are trying, I think they are probably studying and trying to figure out occult stuff but they are showing it to us in a Hollywood way. I just as with Elon Musk and his rockets, I think a lot of that in itself is just phallic symbolism, you know, a lot of stuff like that. But I I do not think, uh, my opinion, we have not, I don't think we've been to the moon. And if we have, it is not the way that it was shown to us. My opinion, I think the moon is actually the problem. I think the moon is what's keeping us locked into the flesh matrix anyway. To, not to get out there, but I do think that basically the moon is the uh, uh, the warden of the prison. Oh, <laughs> I think you know, if it, if if we were like the Liberty Bell, if you were to crack the moon, maybe we'd find some freedom. But as mm-hmm. of right now, uh, we're under. I mean, look, we got gravity. You can't go any lower mm-hmm. than we are already. Something's holding yeah. us down. And I do believe it comes from the moon. I think once you can get past the influences from the moon, you will also have a magical experience. But that's mm-hmm. just my opinion. So with NASA, I think a lot of it is a big bullshit cover-up uh, story to tell us what we look at when we look at the skies. Mm-hmm. You have to even think about it. If you were to walk out your house and just walk around, uh, at least a third of your vision, if not half of it's the fucking sky. Yeah. If we can convince you to believe a lie about something that takes up a 30-year vision as soon as you walk up out of your house, we fucking got you good. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Every time we go somewhere, while we're driving, leave our house, most of, a big, large part of what we see in our vision is that fucking sky. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think people really think about it. We look at yeah. that a lot. And we have been lied to, I think, about what it is. And I think NASA's part of keeping that lie going. It's just the Hollywood version of telling us lies. Mm. Really interesting. I never looked at it this way. It's really cool. Yeah, well, I mean, if they were to tell you that all that, you know, I mean, I think it's a good possibility we might even be in a dome. So that's why I, I also think that some things that I think is because of that also, I think. I think it's quite possible. There's stuff in... The Kabbalah, and there's even stuff in the OTO that had made me think uh, the dome or something to that effect, kind of like a barrier that I think your spirit can only go through, mm-hmm. I think is a, is a possibility for sure. Mm-hmm. And you also um, talked about like Hollywood movies, right? What is like a really good conspiracy movie in your opinion? Well, I mean, you did mention it before. I think if people understood The Matrix, I think that shows you mm-hmm. a hell of a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. Some of the things that I've been highly impressed with, uh, I mean, we mentioned it before. I, I do think Stranger Things shows you a lot more truth than you know, yeah. fiction. Uh, Russian Doll is a show on Netflix I thought was really good. Midnight Mass, I think, for occultism is huge. It shows you a mm-hmm. lot. Um, Prometheus, believe it or not, as old as that is, I thought that was very good. If you look at it in a cult standpoint, it will show you a lot, too. Um, that I may have to think about, though. But, like, I do think The Matrix is actually a really good one, even though it's old as crap. 
I think that shows you, uh, that will show you kind of the scarlet whore symbolism, the beast symbolism. You'll get the idea of the, what the god Janus is about. Like, I do think the mm -hmm. Matrix will show you, if you understand it. Yeah. Basically, it's almost a, it's just putting the Kabbalah into the Hollywood, really. Yeah, yeah. Mother, the movie Mother. Sorry to interrupt you. Mother. Have you ever seen that? Mother with an exclamation point. No. Is it All on right. Netflix? Um, you maybe I don't know. Uh, the girl Jennifer uh, might be Jennifer Lawrence, the chick from Hunger Games. Oh, she was yeah. in She's it's good. mother with with an exclamation point. Look for that. That movie, in my opinion, is amazing for occult symbolism. It will show you the the job of the Scarlet Whore and the job of the Beast. You will exactly see what what goes on with mm -hmm. them and how this existence works and comes into being and leaves. That movie, I think, shows everything. Really cool. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. And also Harry Potter, right? That's also you know what's a good funny? One. I've only seen the first one and the last one. Yeah, me too, actually. I've I saw the first one because it was like, oh, everybody's saying it's good. And then, like, the last one, my cousin twisted my arm and he's like, oh, come on. It's going to be the last one. Come with me. And I was like, fuck it. So, mm -hmm. But I never really got into Harry Potter too much. Mm hmm that's also a good uh, conspiracy movie. I even yeah. think, believe it or not, Hunger Games, some of that shit, I think mm -hmm. the, oh, one, good, yeah. the one when they realized that they were under a dome mm -hmm. and that all the shit in the sky was actually a clock mm -hmm. and they used electricity. You know, I think a lot of that is actually some deep shit nobody picks up on. Yeah, Avatar, right? I haven't seen that, and I've had so many people tell me you have oh, to see well, that. Oh, I see it in three D actually, so it was so real. <laughs> I have. To, I'm gonna have to check it out then. Oh, it's so amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, I really believe that we can talk for hours, but um, I like to wrap it up for now. Okay. All right. But, um, Let's meet up for a second podcast in a few well, Yes, listen, anytime <laughs> you want to have me on, if you don't mind hearing me talk, I have no problem talking. So just bring yeah. on the questions and I have no problem with it. That's really good. So, but before we wrap things up, uh, everybody has to follow the NY Patriots <laughs> in, uh, in Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, BitChute, right? Uh, yes. You have also a Telegram group. I'll put all the links in the description. Oh, thank and you. Um, also the podcast, right? Uh, NY Patriot Podcast, uh, the Spiritual Gangsters. And, yes. Um, oh, and the, the Occult Rejects, too. Oh, you yeah. Know, if you, I'm assuming you're just going to use my link tree instead of all those links. Uh, in, my, in my link tree, the, uh, the Occult Rejects is there also. I don't want to forget that one because that is kind of like my big major one. The Occult mm -hmm. Rejects, I do co-host with Lux. Those are much deeper dives and series, you know, three or four parts. Definitely check that one out. It's much more occult and much more deeper. So wow, thank you. Really cool. And that is all listed in my link tree. So. Oh, perfect. And um, do you maybe have some final spiritual words you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah, sure. I like that. I like that. Good idea. Um, something that I've been wanting to incorporate on my own show, and I keep forgetting, probably out of nervousness when I'm recording by myself, but there is something I did want to incorporate. Um, and I think we kind of touched on it a little bit before with the whole thing about uh, you know, idolizing. Um, 
you know, that happens, in my opinion, because we have eyeballs. Unfortunately, that's what's going to happen. We're humans with eyes. We're going to idolize shit that we see. I think what we need to start doing, to an extent, is closing our eyes, looking inside, falling in love with that instead of the bullshit around us. Find who you really are. Find who God is. And find freedom. We got to stop living and loving in this world and we have to start closing our eyes and looking in for it. And I think if we do that, the world will change on its own. Mm. So. Amazing. That's my, that's my final thought. My <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. No, and, thank you. Uh, thank you everyone for listening and I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.